Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the snooze button. Summer break edition. Um, this is now the second podcast I'm recording without any of my equipment on vacation. I'm coming at you live from the basement of my mother-in-law's house in Cape Cod. Um, I'm able to record this podcast despite having no equipment. And again, it's going to sound bad. I apologize. I guarantee you the content is amazing. Um, And I will be back soon enough, in a few weeks, back home. And you will get the same premium sound that you are used to. But for now, this is the hot fire I'm bringing. So I was able to record this podcast in this basement right now because all three of my kids are sleeping. I have a one-year-old, almost, she'll be one in 10 days, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And if you're thinking to yourself, your five-year-old is sleeping, um, he is. He does not usually. He does quiet time. But there are times, like when it is 90 degrees outside and he's had a swim lesson and he's been going hard in the paint, he's in a new environment with lots of people that he's excited to be around, and he falls asleep during quiet time. And so here I am. Thought it would be the perfect time to talk about quiet time. So quiet time is something that I have all of my clients do if they have children who are no longer napping, unless they vehemently are opposed to it, which is few and far between. And we do it in my family. And here's what I'm going to tell you about quiet time. So many things. So a lot of people know about quiet time. And here is what I find, even though in theory they would like to have the experience that my clients do or that my son is having right now they would love that in theory but they either think it's completely elusive their child would never stay in the room and do quiet time or you know they've already dropped the nap they think it's too far gone right or they're doing it wrong they think they're doing quiet time but what they're doing does not from my perspective fit the parameters of a good quiet time so i will say before i even begin that if you have a child who has dropped their nap and you believe you have first of all hopefully listened to my previous podcast episode wait, stop, don't drop that toddler's nap. Let's assume you've listened to that and you were like, yeah, no, we're too far gone. Naps are over in our house. You can still institute this now, even if your child has dropped the nap and they are, for the time being, they are just awake all day. If you decide you want to do quiet time, that is possible. I see it all the time with clients. So I want you to have that confidence. So let's talk about who who fits the parameter for a quiet time candidate. Who is this for? So quiet time is for any child who is too old to really be having a nap every single day. And again, go back and listen to my episode about not dropping your toddler's nap to understand who that child is and what signs you need to look for. That's a whole separate topic. But most often, this person starts at about a a four-year-old, right? Most four-year-olds are at a place where some days, let's just say they've been a good napper consistently. They've been doing great. Some days they need a nap and some days they don't. And again, that other episode will explain more about what that looks like. But there are going to be days when they would really benefit from some sleep and other days where they really don't need it. So this is when we institute quiet time. Again, if you have a child who has already dropped their nap and you want to start quiet time, you can do it too. Um, But I am for now talking about a child who is currently napping that you are like, they're fighting the nap. This isn't, you know, this isn't what we're doing anymore. So... When you decide to institute quiet time, what you're going to change for a napping child is 
nothing except the language around it. All you're going to say instead of like it's time for a nap and you do your nap routine and they take their nap is if your body feels tired, you can sleep and otherwise you can play quietly until quiet time is over. And I would explain to your child that this is a big privilege. You're no longer saying I kind of expect you to be like in your bed sleeping this whole time. You're saying I'm giving you the autonomy to do what you would like quietly and calmly in your room, but you don't have to sleep, right? That's a really, really big change for them and it should be something that's exciting. So let's talk about quickly what what in quiet time is different from a nap and what is the same because this is what I think trips people up a little bit. They don't know like what the parameters are for a quiet time. So what's different about quiet time from a nap are a couple of things. One is obviously they're not always going to sleep, right? They probably will sleep sometimes at the beginning or even a year into it, like my son right now, but sometimes they're not gonna sleep, duh. Secondly, it doesn't have to be at a set time. If you have a two-year-old napping, they should be napping at a certain time. It should not be like when they seem tired or like we feel like it. No, it should be like you nap at one or you nap at 1.30 or whatever it is. And you know about how long it is. It's always two hours, it's two and a half hours, it's three hours, right? It's different with quiet time. Now, if you have other children who are napping, or you have a very obvious break in your day, such as they are in you know, a preschool program that gets out at 1 p.m. and they come home and it's natural at 1.30 to say, okay, it's up for quiet time. Of course, you might have it at a relatively set time. But what the difference is because we're not looking at a child needing to sleep at a certain point during the day, it's okay if it's a little bit different each day. And most likely your child can't like tell time. They're not gonna be like, hey mom, it's 2.15, why haven't I started quiet time? And this, I think, is important to call out because a lot of parents don't want to institute quiet time because they feel like it's a burden on their schedule. They're like, I've been living by a schedule for naps for a long time. And like, you know, what if we want to do a swim class at 430 or what if we whatever? And we've been happy to not do those things in the past when our child needed to sleep at that time. But now we feel like, you know, and especially if I'm talking about a family where maybe your youngest child is the only one who'd be doing quiet time because you have like a 10 year old, you know, it doesn't have to be at a set time. Um, other thing that's different about this from a nap, different about quiet time, which I think this fact will also appeal to people who are worried about, you know, it impacting their amazing schedule, is it doesn't have to be every day. Kids are really good at understanding nuance, surprisingly, and being adaptable to different situations. So, for instance, I'm giving you a couple of like my, my personal experiences because I think they are good illustrations. So my son, my five-year-old, this past school year was in a tennis clinic every a clinic is probably not the right word it was like them standing around like throwing balls at each other pretending to be pregnant by putting balls up their shirts and then going to the bathroom that's what it that's what it was what do you call that i, I call it a tennis clinic so he was in that every i can't remember what day what week it was it was once a week from 3 30 to 4 30 which is right over the period where he really would have probably been doing quiet time so on those days, he would get home from his preschool at like two or something and have a snack and he would play outside and then he would go to tennis at, at you know, he had to leave at like 3.15. So he understood on tennis days, I don't have quiet time. And he was fine with that. He didn't the next day say, I don't want to have quiet time. I didn't have it yesterday. Like he was very clear when you have tennis, it's not a quiet time day. 
right? And there'll be situations, we have a birthday party to go to at the beach, so we're not doing quiet time today, whatever. Kids understand that, that there are situations and reasons why they wouldn't have it. So you don't need to be fearful about introducing it, thinking if you don't do it sometimes for certain reasons that it's, you know, they're not going to agree to do it. What you should be careful about is on days where there isn't something going on, such as the tennis, you are enforcing it every day. So you're not letting your child decide when they do quiet time, but it's okay if it's not every single day. Okay, so those are the things that make quiet time different from nap time. What's the same about quiet time? And I think this stuff is important because it's where a lot of parents get tripped up. Quiet time is not, I give them a bowl of goldfish and they zone out watching Sing 2 in the living room. That's not quiet time. That's hanging out and watching TV in the living room, okay? So that, you, you can do that if you want, but that's a totally separate activity. Quiet time is the same as naps in that it happens in their bedroom, the door is closed, they are fully independent, meaning it's not time for you to sit and read them books. Again, awesome thing. I hope you're doing that every day at some point, but it's not quiet time. That's a fun, sweet activity with you. So it's fully independent. There are zero screens or stimulation. Again, this is not like you give them the iPad for two hours in their room, okay? So there are no screens and it's led by the parent. Again, it's not like they can control they tell you they feel tired, so you're like, okay, I guess we'll do a quiet time today. Or they fight you on it and don't want to do it, um, or it's a discussion. It is you are saying, okay, buddy, it's time for quiet time. Let's go to your room. So you're going through those same motions, really, that you do for a nap. I think for families who currently have a child napping, the quiet time transition can actually be a pretty easy one because your child is already used to going into their room and it being a little bit darker. And maybe you turn on a fan or something. Like They already are doing that, and you now saying... You're going to do all these things the same as we've always done. You're very used to this. But now I'm giving you a little bit more freedom is an exciting thing, right? It's not a bad, scary thing. So when you're thinking about instituting quiet time, remember that. What is the same about it? It's in their room. The door is closed. They are by themselves. There's no screens. And you're the one dictating when it happens. And it's not a discussion point. So if you have a child who is not napping and you are like, okay, I want to like do this, give it a try. Actually, don't give it a try. I hate when people tell me they're going to try. I'm like, you're not going to try. You're going to do it and it's going to be awesome because you're awesome and so is your kid, okay? So we're not giving it a try. If you decide you're going to do this, one thing I would suggest is adding a little bit of novelty. Kids love novelty. So all that means is you might get a bin or a basket or something of toys that they don't otherwise necessarily have access to. Okay, obviously let's avoid things like Play-Doh, slime, like something messy that you're going to be like, are they painting the walls in there? But it could be, you know, for especially for an older kid, like some books that they would be excited to read. It could be a new set of Legos that they can put together, like whatever. It doesn't matter. But I often find that kids really enjoy if they have quiet time toys. So like they go to their room, they pull out the bin. Those are the things that they never get to play with otherwise and they go to town. I would make sure that your quiet time is at least an hour and probably cap it at about two hours. So one question I'll sometimes get to about quiet time is like, what do you do if they fall asleep? You know, and you're kind of worried it's gonna impact bedtime. I think remember that if you have a really solid wake up and bedtime for your child, again, it might not be exact. They might get out of the room at seven and they might sometimes wake up at six or 6.30. But you, you know, you have a good solid night sleeper 
they really are going to have days where they need a little bit more sleep. And you will probably not be surprised when those days are. It's going to be the days that they did do something really fun, went to two birthday parties, had like a big event at school, whatever. Let them sleep. You don't adjust their bedtime. Bedtime is the same. Their bodies just needed a little bit more sleep that day. However, the same as you would wake up a toddler from their nap, you wake them up from quiet time. So it's not like, oh, well, they slept from 1.30 to 4.30. Well, okay, a six-year-old sleeping from 1.30 to 4.30 probably means either they're a little under the weather or, you know, you should have woken them up earlier because they're going to have trouble going to sleep. Same as an adult napping, right? Like I probably, if I tried to right now, could go sleep for two and a half hours, but that's obviously not going to be great for my night's sleep. So of course you still wake them up after an appropriate amount of time, which for most kids, again, an hour and a half, maybe two hours is probably more than enough. And you would still wake them up, keep bedtime the same. And I will tell you guys, your kids will grow to love quiet time. You will love quiet time. And I hope that gives you some motivation for the last waning dog days of summer to institute some quiet time, give yourself a little break, grab a glass of rosé, cheers to that, sayonara, I will see you guys next week, and I'll still be here on the Cape, still with the janky sound, so just buckle up, it's going to be great. Bye, guys. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to britneysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at britneysheehansleep.